0: Section 6 of More English Fairy Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ruhi Huck. More English Fairy Tales by Joseph Jacobs. Gallery Brown once upon a time and a very good time it was though it wasn't in my time nor in your time nor any one else's time there was a young lad of eighteen or so named tom tiver working on the hall farm one sunday he was walking across the west field twas a beautiful july night warm and still and the air was full of little sounds as though the trees and grass were chattering to themselves and all at once there came a bit ahead of him the pitifulest greetings ever he heard, sob, sobbing like a bairn spent with fear and nigh heartbroken, breaking off into a moan and then rising again in a long whimpering wailing that made him feel sick to hark to it. He began to look everywhere for the poor creature. It must be Sally Bratton's child, he thought to himself, she was always a flighty thing and never looked after it. Like as not, she's flaunting about the lanes and has clean forgot the babby. But though he looked and looked, he could see naught, and presently the whimpering got louder and stronger in the quietness. And he thought he could make out words of some sort. He hearkened with all his ears, and the sorry thing was saying words all mixed up with sobbing the stone the great big stone oh the stone's on top naturally he wondered where the stone might be and he looked again and there by the hedge bottom was a great flat stone nigh buried in the mools and hid in the cotted grass and weeds one of the stones was called the stranger's table. however down he fell on his knee-bones by that stone and hearkened again clearer than ever but tired it spent with greeting came the little sobbing voice Ooh, oo the stone the stone on top he was gay and misliking to meddle with the thing but he couldn't stand the whimpering baby and he tore like mad at the stone till he felt it lifting from the mools and all at once it came with a sow out of the damp earth and the tangled grass and growing things and there in the hole lay a tiddy thing on its back blinking up at the moon and at him it was no bigger than a year-old baby but it had long cotted hair and beard twisted round and round its body so you couldn't see its clothes and the hair was all yaller and shining and silky like a bane's. but the face of it was old as if t were hundreds of years since t was young and smooth just as a heap of wrinkles and two bright black iron in the midst set in a lot of shining yellow hair and the skin was the colour of the fresh-turned earth in spring brown as brown could be and its bare hands and feet were brown like the face of it the greeting had stopped but the tears were standing on its cheek and the tiddy thing looked mazed like in the moonshine and in the night air the creature's eye got used like to the moonlight and presently he looked up in tom's face as bold as ever was tom says he thou'rt a good lad as cool as thou can think says he tom thou'rt a good lad and his voice was soft and high and piping like a little bird twittering tom touched his hat and began to think what he ought to say says the thing again thou needn't be feared of me thou'st done me a better turn than thou knowest my lad and i'll do as much for thee tom couldn't speak yet but he thought lord for sure tis a boggle no says he as quick as quick i'm no boggle but he'd best not ask me what i be anyways i be a good friend o thine tom's very knee bones struck for certainly an ordinary body couldn't have known what he'd been thinking to himself but he looked so kind-like and spoke so fair that he made bold to get out a bit quavery like might i be axing to know your honour's name h'm says he pulling his beard as for that and he thought a bit ay so he went on at last yallery brown thou mayst call me yallery brown it's my nature seest thou and as for a name twill do as any other yallery brown tom yallery brown's thy friend my lad thank ye master says tom quite meek like and now he says i'm in a hurry to-night but tell me quick what'll i do for thee wilt have a wife i can give thee the finest lass in the town wilt be rich I give thee gold as much as thou can carry, or wilt have help with thy work. Only say the word. Tom scratched his head. Well, as for a wife, I have no hankering after such. They're but bothersome bodies, and I have women folk at home, as I'll mend my clouts. And for gold, that's as may be. But for work, there, I can't abide work. And if thou'lt give me a helping hand in it, I'll thank. Stop! Says he, quick as lightning, "I'll help thee in welcome. But if ever thou sayest that to me, if ever thou thankest me, seest thou; thou'lt never see me more. Mind that now. I want no thanks. I'll have no thanks." And he stamped his tiddy foot on the earth and looked as wicked as a raging bull. Mind that now, great lump that thou be. He went on calming down a bit, and if ever thou needest help or gets into trouble call on me and just say yallery brown come from the moors. i want thee and i'll be with thee at once and now says he picking a dandelion puff good-night to thee and he blowed it up and it all came to tom's eye and ears soon as tom could see again the tiddied creature was gone but for the stone on end and the hole at his feet he'd have thought he'd been dreaming well Tom went home and to bed and by the morning he'd nigh forgot all about it but when he went to the work there was none to do all was done already the horses seen to and the stables cleaned out everything in its proper place and he'd nothing to do but sit with his hands in his pockets and so it went on day after day all the work done by yallery brown and better done too than he could have done it himself and if the master gave him more work he sat down and the work did itself the singeing irons or the broom or what not set to and with ne'er a hand put to it would get through in no time for he never saw yallery brown in daylight only in the darklands he saw him hopping about like a will o the wike without his lanthorn at first, twas mighty fine for Tom he'd not to do but good pay for it, but by and by things began to grow vice var. If the work was done for Tom, twas undone for the other lads. If his buckets were filled, theirs were upset, if his tools were sharpened, theirs were blunted and spoilt. If his horses were clean as daisies, theirs were splashed with muck, and so on. Day in and day out twas the same and the lads saw yallery brown flitting about o nights and they saw the things working without hands o days and they saw that tom's work was done for him and theirs undone for them and naturally they begun to look shy on him and they wouldn't speak or come nigh him and they carried tales to the master and so things went from bad to worse for tom could do nothing himself the brooms wouldn't stay in his hand the plough ran away from him the hoe kept out of his grip he thought that he'd do his own work after all so that yallery brown would leave him and his neighbours alone but he couldn't true as death he couldn't he could only sit by and look on and have the cold shoulder turned on him while the unnatural thing was meddling with the others and working for him at last things got so bad that the master gave tom the sack and if he hadn't all the rest of the lads would have sacked him for they swore they'd not stay on the same garth with Tom. Well, naturally, Tom felt bad. 'Twas a very good place, and good pay too, and he was fair mad with Yallery Brown as't got him into such trouble. So Tom shook his fist in the air and called out as loud as he could Yallery Brown, come from the moles, thou scamp, I want thee. You'll scarce believe it, but he'd hardly brought out the words but he felt something tweaking his leg behind while he jumped with the smart of it and soon as he looked down there was the tiddy thing with his shining hair and wrinkled face and wicked glinting black eye. tom was in a fine rage and he would have liked to have kicked him but twas no good there wasn't enough of it to get his boot against but he said look here master i'll thank thee to leave me alone after this dost hear i want none of thy help and i'll have naught more to do with thee see now the horrid thing broke into a screeching laugh and pointed its brown finger at tom Ho, oh, oh, ho! tom says he thou'st thanked me my lad and i told thee not i told thee not i don't want thy help i tell thee tom yelled at him i only never want to see thee again and to have naught more to do with thee thou can go the thing only laughed and screeched and mocked as long as tom went on swearing but as soon as his breath gave out tom my lad he said with a grin i'll tell ye summat tom true's true i'll never help thee again and call as thou wilt thou'll never see me after to-day but i never said that i'd leave thee alone tom and i never will my lad I was nice and safe under the stone, Tom, and could do no harm, but thou let me out thyself, and thou can't put me back again. I would have been thy friend and worked for thee if thou had been wise, but since thou be'est no more than a born fool, I'll give ee no more than a born fool's luck, and when all goes vice varsi and everything agee, thou'lt mind that it's Yallery Brown's doing though Mappen thou doesn't see Mark my words, Willie. And he began to sing, dancing around Tom, like a bane with his yellow hair, but looking older than ever, with his grinning wrinkled bit of a face. Workest thou will, thou'lt never do well Workest thou miss, thou'lt never gain grist for harm and mischance and yallery brown thou'st let out thyself from under the stone tom could never rightly mind what he said next tis was all cussing and calling down misfortune on him but he was so mazed in fright that he could only stand there shaking all over and staring down at the horrid thing and if he'd gone on long tom would have tumbled down in a fit but by and by his yellow, shining hair rose up in the air and wrapped itself round him till he looked for all the world like a great dandelion puff, and it floated away on the wind over the wall and out of sight with a parting skirl of wicked voice and sneering laugh. And did it come true, says thou? My word, but it did, sure as death. He worked here and he worked there and turned his hand to this and to that, but it always went agee, and twas all yallery brown's doing and the children died and the crops rotted the beasts never fatted and nothing ever did well with him and till he was dead and buried and mappin even afterwards there was no end to yallery brown's spite at him day in and day out he used to hear him saying work as thou will, thou'lt never do well Work as thou mayst, thou' never gain grist for harm and mischance, and yallery brown thou'st let out thyself from under the stone end of yallery brown.